and welcome to my podcast, Classic Harriet, where I will be talking to a variety of young musicians who are attempting to launch their careers in the music industry. Speaking in 2020, we will be discussing how this has been affected by the COVID-19 crisis in terms of performances, rehearsing and missed job opportunities. We will also be touching upon the government's handling of the arts at this time, in light of comments made by the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, about the arts not being a viable career path. We will discuss how these kinds of attitudes have not only affected the job opportunities for musicians, but also their morale enormously. My name is Harriet Cochrane and I am a third year music student at King's College London. I myself am also a musician. I started the violin at the age of five and went to music school from the ages of 12 to 18. At university, I've been involved in a number of ensembles and I have my private violin lessons at the Royal Academy of Music. Today, I'm speaking to fellow King's College London student and musician, singer Alao Henderson. Alao is a 20-year-old soprano who has had singing lessons since the age of nine and attended the specialist music school, Cheatham School of Music, from the ages of 16 to 18. She has competed in numerous competitions over the years and was runner-up of the Young Musicians of the Gulf, aged just 14. Alao is an example of an, an aspiring musician whose studies have been hugely affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Today, we will speak to her about her musical past, present and hopes for the future. Okay, so now let's talk to Alao. Hello, Alao. Hi. Firstly, to give us some background, can you tell us what it was, or rather who it was, that influenced you to pursue music seriously? Um, so, I mean, I had been singing since I was about three, thanks to my lovely mother. Um, and then I actually realised probably once I moved to Abu Dhabi and got my second singing teacher, um, and really just started listening to some classic recordings of Callas and everything like that. Um, so probably when I was around 13, I always knew I wanted to do something with singing, but I wasn't sure if I could like do it professionally. And were there any professional singers in particular who influenced you? Any big heroes from when you were younger? Um, I mean, growing up around North Wales, obviously I've always been surrounded by music and specifically people like Prince Hedevel and everything like that and attending choirs with people like him showing up every now and again it's quite inspirational seeing that you can still achieve quite phenomenal things from being from such a small place from such a small town yeah, yeah. and in terms of your musical studies now what are you focusing on um so I'm actually getting ready in the next week or so actually to um, record some auditions to pursue a master's in performance hopefully at the Royal Academy of Music here in London but I mean obviously can't tell until um, that video is sent off but right now I'm just having private lessons at the Royal Academy um, by Ryland Davies alongside my studies at King's doing music um, and yeah. Obviously, the audition process has been massively affected by mm. the COVID-19 crisis. So as opposed to going in and doing your auditions in person, you're now having to record them and send them off. Yeah, so basically, I always, I always enjoy obviously singing in front of people live. Um, and that's one of the 
best part of auditions is that you get to sing to these phenomenal you know teachers and professors and everything like that and now that's been taken away so it's literally a case of your phone is your audience um and obviously sound quality everything like that i do feel it's going to be putting everyone at a disadvantage but at the same time everyone is in the same mm-hmm. boat so i guess that's sort of a relief i think it takes the adrenaline out of it in a bad way and puts added pressure because of the whole thing of you know mm-hmm. you have the power to re-record it as much as you want but you do need to stray away from doing that and over recording basically yeah not be tempted to just sit mm. all day and do the same thing over yeah. and over again mm. and over the past year since the covid crisis has hit britain how have your musical studies been affected what kind of like musical plans did you have that have fallen through uh so at the end of second year which is obviously the beginning of 2020 um this lovely year um Mm -hmm. i was actually meant to be producing um a show for king's musical theater um big fish that was obviously meant to go ahead in march and then i think it was two weeks before or something like that um you know people started to realize how serious this whole situation was um, and we obviously tried to stay positive and thought that we'd still go along with our sits probe and everything like that, but then everything happened so quickly. Um, and wasn't the the productions for Big Fish were actually the first, was it the first week of April? So that was like yeah. basically as soon as Britain went into the lockdown. I think, yeah, end of March, like beginning of April. So it was honestly just the worst timing and, you know, it's that thing of like, oh, if only stuff could have happened two weeks later or if this could have happened two weeks earlier. Um, but having said that, um, obviously it's really sad that we ended up having to say goodbye to that production merely because it, it hasn't been feasible to even try and do anything with it. It's a large scale yeah, production. It's, it's a massive production and everything's changing constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a society, we've sort of just tried to flip it um, and do what we can. So going into third year now when we came back after summer, we decided to put on a showcase um, basically just to bring in all of the freshers and everything and keep the interest up because we obviously have to be looking like we're doing such stuff and putting on events mm-hmm. um and so it was lovely to be able to rehearse in person for that while we could obviously it was weird because we had masks on and everything like that yeah. but over the last what two weeks something like that haven't even been able to rehearse in person so the showcase is that just basically smaller groups rehearsing yeah socially distant yeah so it's been we picked a theme um which was actually like the big city because you know loads of freshers moving to london first time mm-hmm. and then we just picked a series of songs from musicals and actually even from like just anything really we've been doing like city of stars from la la land um and basically just then told freshers you know this is what we can offer you this year we'd love to be off able to offer you more but we can't mm-hmm. um feel free to audition for us so we had a quite a good turnout to be fair i think we had 12 12 freshers and you know we just thought they want to sing let's just let them all in and do it and then after hearing their voices and stuff we then picked a set list that fitted in with that theme and assigned everyone to songs so yeah that's actually coming out in the next two or three weeks um as a video that people have just recorded their own parts from their own house Mm -hmm. um so that we at least have something to show for this year and then hopefully the plan is next term to go ahead with um two mainstay shows but you know that was all talked about before lockdown was a thing again so 
I can't really say what will happen there. So everything's still very much in the air. Yeah, and I don't think anything will ever be solid until everything's back to normal, really. Okay. So, as we've spoken about your situation at the moment, mm. is it possible or realistic for you to be making any long-term plans at this stage, or does everything feel too up in the air at the moment? I think everything is up in the air, especially if you actually look at you know, the classical industry in general, like economically, it's mm-hmm. all very up in the air. But I think you have to remember that at the end of the day, artistically, people still know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And you just have to hope that their passion and their and their dreams in that sense will keep it going. So in my head, you know, what I want to do, which is become a professional opera singer, I'm still more than happy to like think that that's a possibility that I can pursue obviously do down to hard work and everything like that also because yeah. um, I just think it would be too damaging for you know people's morale and their passion in general to think that this is it you know this has ruined the whole industry for as long as we're gonna live from now on so no I think I think long-term plans like still apply like you know hopefully do a master's at Royal Academy then you know, maybe even then go on to the opera course there, if possible, and then get onto a young artist program, just see how it goes. I think also with musicians in general, it's taken so much drive and discipline for them to get to the stage where mm-hmm. they're at now, mm-hmm. especially at your age. It would seem almost completely ridiculous to abandon all of that. Yeah, I mean, that just obviously like goes back to what they've been, the government's been saying about retraining. Yeah, and mm-hmm. how do you, I mean, has that kind of thing those kind of comments and the sort of like general disregard for the arts has it do you think it's disheartened you at all i think it's obviously going to be disheartening to anyone who has a passion even people who don't necessarily want to become musicians even people who enjoy listening to music or everything like that i think it is disheartening but you have to remember you know it's awful to think but they're thinking about it in an economic perspective that because they don't necessarily have any connections to the arts they, they don't, don't see they don't they don't see it like that yeah. and you know at the end of the day yes people will be making less money but they know they know that mm-hmm. and you know it should it's a personal choice if you want to retrain mm-hmm. you know i'm sure lots of people that i know will now turn around to say you know what i don't want to go into music anymore because i don't see it as viable and that's my choice it, mm-hmm. sh- it should be a personal choice it shouldn't be based on what the government thinks because at the end of the day they're not musicians they can't talk they don't understand yeah. and at any point have you sort of considered alternative career choices or is that kind of too painful a thought to even consider i mean it is literally the case of what else am i good at mm. but so often in the case of musicians it is literally a point of your, like you just said, like your whole it takes life a lot is training. Of, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you you then do all of that and then you feel like you've absolutely thrown it down the drain. Well, you've devoted your whole life to yeah. it, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's and not the kind of thing you can pick up no, at any point. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not just that. It's also, you know, you do have to think about how much money has gone into this training. And like, I, I bet like half of what I've achieved, I couldn't have achieved without, you know, my parents and everything like that, because it isn't a cheap thing to learn instruments are expensive mm-hmm. singing lessons are expensive schooling's expensive um and so i mean obviously every now and again i have i watch a film or something or i watch suits or legally model I'm like, oh maybe i'll just maybe i'll just become a lawyer but obviously you know it's all that would talk. also take a lot of training and it would also take a lot of training um mm-hmm. but there are other feasible you know paths down music that we're seeing now coming out now with like streaming and more of the technology side of things so i guess if i was to you know 
retrain as such it would still be in the music sector mm. it just might not specifically be as a performer be as, as a singer yeah. yeah but i mean i guess for now your plan looks pretty much unchanged i mean apart from the fact that the audition process is a bit mm. different you're still you're still going for the same thing yeah. you've still got the main end goal the same end goal at the end of the day i think the only thing that would you know change like make me consider a career change wouldn't be based on you know how corona's affected it or anything it would literally be based on the fact of you know you try so hard and sometimes constant rejection or failure stuff like that does beat you in the end mm. and you think it would just be better you know just for my mental health in general to do something else um but you know until i reach that point which hopefully will be never no i really don't think anything's going to change mm. really don't gonna keep the determination going yeah you have to um and with that in mind seeing as alao's auditions are just around the corner we're going to play a little clip of her singing um Devieni Nontadar, which is an aria from mozart's opera the marriage of figaro Tadar from The Marriage of Figaro. Thank you very much, Alao. That was wonderful. It's all right. Um, so in general, obviously you're surrounded by young musicians mm. all the time. Do you think that your views and attitudes are shared by your peers? Do you think the general atmosphere is that people are trying to remain positive or do you feel that people are becoming quite disheartened about the whole thing? So I think everyone is being positive about it because, you know, so many of these people are already quite far into if not near mm -hmm. the end of their you know musical education as such mm -hmm. um so you know it's thinking we've gone through our whole lives training like we're meant to be going on to the best bit so it's still trying to see it as you know there there will still be something on the horizon it just might not be exactly what we thought it would be mm -hmm. um and you know everyone i've been talking to or you know even just seeing on social media there is obviously such a support for the um musicians movement that's been going on um and everyone also thinks that the whole you know retraining thing is just silly yeah there was a big sort of um there was that whole movement on mm. social media that we are viable That's it, yeah. movement with a lot of young musicians like sharing content from that so yeah. there's quite like a sense of community i oh, feel yeah. with young musicians and i think that at the end of the day is what's going to keep 
the you know prof not just the profession but just the industry in general alive is this whole community feel you know there's so many facebook groups and not you know it's not even people being like come on guys keep positive it's it's just people asking questions you know am i still okay to give lessons mm -hmm. am i still okay to go to my lessons and so you know it's good that there is such a sense of community that you feel like you can rely on these people and, and you're not all in the same boat yeah because yeah. uh -huh. i think that's the most important thing that people don't feel at the end of the day that they're the only one experiencing you know feeling a bit disheartened and mm -hmm. it, it's good that we have social media because you know, it's a platform for people to start these conversations saying, you know, I'm doubting my skills now. I'm doubting that my job is viable. Help. Like, mm -hmm. does anyone else feel the same? Like, how are you coping with this? And um, whatever. But on, on the whole, everyone seems quite positive, but just um, disheartened by others' responses to it, basically. But the positivity will probably drive people to Oh, without a doubt. I mean, performing. you have to be positive as a musician anyways. And I think you're probably quite a good example of proof that you can manage to do things online. Yeah. So many of your musical theatre, mm. like rehearsals and stuff have been very successful mm. doing them online. So you're quite a good example for how that can actually be effective yeah, I in mean, the long run. It is obviously effective, it's just, you know, I, th I think it's viable, but only for a certain amount of time. Mm. You know, it does get to the point where it's, it takes more effort. It takes more planning. It, it takes take, a lot more time yeah, as well. You have to know exactly, you know, how am I going to do a warm up with people on Zoom? How am I going to try and teach four part harmony on Zoom? You know, you can't yeah. have everyone sing at the same time. Um, so I think I think it is it's good for the time being, and we're very lucky that we have it. Mm -hmm. But it's just remembering, you know, it won't always be like this. You have to keep you reminding just have yourself to that it's like not, that. Well, yeah. hope that it's not well, going to yeah. be like this forever. Not forever. Yeah. So, seeing as you have quite a positive outlook on all of this, mm. finally, if you could give one piece of advice to people either who are just behind you, so are hoping to get to the stage where you are at, mm. but are now thinking, oh, maybe I won't study music at university if the government are saying things like this, or people in your own situation who are a lot more disheartened than you, what kind of advice do you think you could give them? You know, like, there's no set time limit on when you pursue your dream or mm. your passion that there's there's no one saying you have to do it by tomorrow by tomorrow or even in the next five years or 10 years you know most successful musicians singers specifically you know they don't see their career sitting off until mid 30s late 30s so it's that thing of you know even if you're feeling a bit disheartened now not only will it get better but you will also get better mm -hmm. so just you know keep remembering what made you want to become a musician mm -hmm. and if you're passionate enough about it you will do it mm -hmm. at the end of the day so it's also just don't let other people get you down because mm -hmm. if you think your job is viable then it is and that's is all that matters viable. yeah so essentially almost this sort of the setbacks you have now you can use them to just improve yeah. and grow yeah. and learn even more it's, take it as free time well that that's the thing take it as free time take it as time that you can practice you know get that like trill that you haven't been able to get for the last 10 years nails down mm -hmm. you know learn some pieces that you know you'll never sing in public but they just ignite your passion because you don't have to worry because you have no performances coming up mm -hmm. so it's just taking this time to actually appreciate your art and don't let the pressure of everything else get to it basically wonderful Thanks. thank you so much Ella. that's okay thank you That was singer Alao Henderson. 
Tune in next time where I'll speak to more young musicians attempting to launch their careers amidst the COVID-19 crisis.